This episode contains adult language and topics that may be disturbing for some listeners. Such topics include suicide, drug use, physical or sexual abuse of a child. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Erica. And this is From From Crime Crime to to Crime. Crime. Welcome back to From Crime to Crime. Erica, have you seen the new Dexter episodes yet? No. I haven't either, but I've heard really good things. You watched the original series, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Of course. I'll watch this one, too. I just haven't had time. Oh, yeah. We've been pretty busy with this one, huh? Yeah. This case this week has taken over our lives. <laughs> it really has. I know. And like like we said, you know, it's kind of stopped what we normally do. And I think typically we would have been caught up on Dexter, but we yeah. I mean, we just went down the rabbit hole with this Summer Wells case. It's because it's never ending. And it should make sense. You know, it every everything that goes through this goes, this shouldn't be that hard to figure out. And I don't right. think that it is. Well, I don't think necessarily that it is either, but there is a lot of speculation and rumors and everything else involved in this case. So we're going to try to lay out mostly just the facts or the facts as they're presented. And then we'll talk about the theories and the rumors and how likely that some of those facts are real or not. Yeah, we're going to try to get as close as we can, but there's a lot of twists and turns and things to be considered here. So Yeah, and we don't have a translator to speak Mexican-American, so (laughs) it took us... A little longer to figure something. Uh, We haven't said Mexican Americans in a while. That's funny every single time. I don't care. That is very (laughs) funny. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we're going to try to do our best here. We're not going to include too many quotes because they're kind of hard to understand. So we'll do our best to try to translate from white trash to English here. (laughs) You're on a roll so far today. Like, you're killing it with these... uh... The, these interpretations of what they're speaking, but you're right. It's hard to keep up with what they're saying because it's all over the place. It's yeah. not coherent sometimes. And it's just all around just bad grammar. Well, and I don't like these people. So it's like, I don't, ugh. I'm it's hard like, to listen to them. It is because I don't like them. I don't necessarily think they murdered their daughter, but I don't like them as people. And yeah. we'll get into why in this episode well before we get into this week's episode we're going to take a little break and hear from our sponsor this week crimlaoc.com did you get a dui on new year's or punch your in-laws in the face at christmas dinner visit our favorite criminal defense attorneys dallas and jonathan at crimlaoc.com that's c-r-i-m-l-a-w-o-c.com all right so let's jump into it Summer Moon Utah Wells. Her her middle name is Moon Utah. So that's, that's the kind of people we're dealing with. Yeah. She was just five years old and she lived with her mom, Candace, and her father, Don, and her three brothers. So pretty normal household. You know, they lived in a really small rural part of Tennessee, though. I think that's part of what makes this kind of interesting, too, is like they live off the beaten track. Like there's not a lot out there. Yeah, the community is called Beach Creek, which is an unincorporated area in Hawkins County. And it's near a town called Rogersville, which won't help anybody because you don't know where that is either. Yeah, exactly. It's just kind of in the middle of nowhere. And the family lives on an 11-acre piece of property that they inherited when Don's mom passed away like 13 years ago. What, What a come up. I mean, 11 acres of property. Like... 
most people would hopefully treat that really well and make <laughs> real nice of it. But there's also these people. <laughs> yeah, the side of life out there that, you know, where things kind of go to die, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. So her maternal grandmother also lives in an RV on the property. So Candace's mom and her name is also Candace, which is ridiculous. Not only is it ridiculous, it's have you seen how it's spelled? Yeah, it's C-A-N-D-U-S. So it's not Candace. It's Candace. <laughs> yeah. Am I allowed to so, say that? Candace. Yeah. Well, you're gonna. <laughs> I'm not editing it out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so like it's spelled exactly how it's it's spelled phonetically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the grandma goes by Candy, though, which is also ridiculous. But remember, she's also named Candace. So uh, we have two Candaces already. And but again, we'll call mom Candy and the daughter Candace just to make it as easy as possible if we can. Yeah. And oh, and there's also somewhere between thirteen and twenty nine hundred dogs on the property. Yeah, rough estimate. Like these people just are collecting dogs, and what they're saying is what what Kayendus says is that people just abandon their dogs, and she just takes them in from apparently yeah. everywhere. And then she also doesn't spay or neuter them, so then they have right. puppies after puppies after. So they're just multiplying on this on this one piece of of land. But yeah, there's somewhere between. 13 and like 27 officially on the record, but like that's still so many. Still How do you so, feed so, that many dogs? I don't know. Like, what do you feed them? Like, they must I, just kill on their own. They're like, I don't know. They would have to because like I have two puppies. They're not even full grown yet. And I know how much food they go through. And it's like, hey, this is a lot. So yeah. I don't know how they're feeding 27 dogs. That's crazy. I don't either. I think they're. I, I think they're like coyotes and they're just eating off the land. They have to be. Like, there's, it's, this is a lot of things going on. So, what we know about June 15th, 2021, the day that Summer disappeared and what was reported missing comes from her mom, Candace. And we're going to spell out her account here of what she says happened that day. That morning, Candace and her mom, Candy, and Summer went into Kingsport and it was to take candy to the hospital to get her knee checked out she had some knee issues they were going to get it checked out and when they got to the hospital it was only around like 10 a.m or so but candy went in and summer and candace stayed in the truck you know it's covid everything's you know staying the same even down there so while they were in the truck she was talking to a friend's 15 year old son hunter and he asked if they wanted to come to his place and they'd pick him up and so they said sure and at this point candace and and hunter's mom allison they aren't friends anymore yeah there's kind of some bad blood there and we'll find out a little later why yeah exactly so it's it's a little weird that she's still hanging out with the 15 year old but yeah but at the same time the i i get a little weird about this because if you ever pissed me off to the point where we weren't friends anymore i i wouldn't cut your kids off like i would still talk to furby and cyrus and christine i'd be like grant sucks but they don't but the i think the thing with it is is the is that candace sucked that's why so like (laughs) yeah you know it's it's not like oh (laughs) man like candace sucked (laughs) right so you would think that that allison wouldn't let her son hang out with him anymore but i think think, it was more i do think it was more for the kids though because their kids had become friends so it was like okay i'll let them go hang out with the kids so i get it it is what it is yeah 
So Candace and Summer went to this kid's house and picked him up. And while they were there picking him up, Candy, her mom, called and was ready to be picked up from the hospital. So Hunter, Summer, and Candace went back to the hospital and picked up the grandma, Candy, and then went to a smoke shop and got cigarettes and vapes and a twisted tea, which is like some kind of alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah. Then I'd never even heard of a twisted tea before, but I don't know what uh, it is. But you can only get in Tennessee. Oh, can you? I don't know. Tennessee twisted tea. That sounds like it rolls right off the tongue. Oh, maybe. Maybe it is. Maybe that's why we don't know what it is. It's probably sold everywhere. We just don't drink very much. Yeah. Well, I I would never drink something called a twisted tea. So, okay. Long story short. After they pick up the twisted tea, the cigarettes, the vapes, they go to Walgreens and drop off Candy's, Candace's mom Candy's prescription. This is why you don't name your kids the same shit as you. Oh my because gosh, this is so awful. when they start killing people and they have to be on our podcast, we can't get the name straight. Which is maybe why they do it, so that you just never know who we're talking about because maybe then we can't implicate anybody. So this prescription for somebody named Candace is going to take like 35 minutes. So instead of waiting in the drive through line, they decided to go to a pond at a place called Warrior's Path Park where the kids could swim a little bit in a swimming hole, maybe fish a little bit. Just it's the middle of summer and they were killing time. That sounds like a very cool like thing to do in Tennessee. Like that's not something you can do anywhere, but that does sound like something very of like very nice to do in Tennessee. It is kind of cool that they just have like, oh, just go to the swimming hole. It's like, oh, where we're from, you have to have a swimming pool to swim. We don't have swimming holes in the ground. Yeah. Have you ever been to the community pool at Hart Park? No, thanks. Is that still open? Oh, well, it was pre-COVID. I don't know if it is again, but oh. Like looking back, that was just a cesspool of germs. It was. Oh, that, that place was is just sickening. Yeah, I can't believe. But it. We and we went there all the kids. time. I went there all the time. <laughs> all yeah, we loved time. it as kids. <laughs> yeah, because like, oh yeah, pool. Like, yeah. but there were so many just, I'm sure, just gross people in that water. Yep. So they left the swimming hole a little while later when the prescription was ready from Walgreens. And they went and picked it up, and then they went to Sonic and got slushies, which, according to Hunter, nobody got cherry limeade, which really pissed me off. I'm like, you're going to go to Sonic? You're not going to get cherry limeade? I've actually never been to Sonic, so I can't comment on their cherry limeade, but it sounds delicious. I feel so bad for you sometimes. (laughs) Christine makes you eat, like, nuts and seeds all the time. Sonic was around for a long time. I just, I've actually, I've sat in the car in the parking lot there, but I've actually never gotten anything from a Sonic myself. You're so weird. I know. I don't know why I wouldn't have, but yeah. Well, anyway, these four did. They got slushies from Sonic, and then they stopped by the grocery store called Priceless to do some grocery shopping, you know, little staple stuff, milk, bread, stuff like that. And Hunter and Summer stayed in the car watching TikTok videos, and Candy and Candace went inside the store to go shopping. About 2.30 that day, they took Hunter back home and they dropped him off. And Summer had fallen asleep in the backseat and she was leaning against some milk jugs, which if you're familiar with this story, that's where this like really infamous picture has come from now. And if you're not, it's a picture of, of Summer buckled up in the backseat and kind of leaning over on some milk jugs, which would make sense. You know, there's some boxes yeah. and some milk jugs and she leaned up against it. She was, you know, playing in the water. She was, you know, a five-year-old girl. Yeah. So yeah. It kind of adds up. And it's 2.30 p.m. And all we've heard of food-wise that they've had today is 
Sonic slushies. So yeah, that's true. So she's she's running on empty, literally, not just yeah. a Jackson Brown song. But so, but a lot of people speculate that maybe Summer's already dead in this photo, which I don't think is true. But a lot of people from the internet think that there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah, I'm not convinced of that either because Hunter, the 15 year old, says that she was alive and fine when he got out of the car, and this picture was taken just shortly after. So for that to be the case, he would have to be lying and know something that we don't know. And I just I don't think a 15 year old's keeping his mouth shut if something happened while he was with them. I don't think he'd be able to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, I don't think that makes a lot of sense that she's dead either. So when they get back to their property, Candace Sr. and Candace Jr. and Summer were planting flowers outside of Candace Sr.'s trailer. Can we just go back to calling them Candace and Candy? I can't do Candace Sr., Candace Jr. I thought it would be easier to understand, but it made it worse. So yeah, I I get it. So they're planting flowers outside the grandmother's trailer. And when they finished, they went into Candace's candy's trailer to wash their hands which i highly doubt (laughs) yeah fair enough fair enough they said that she got a piece of candy from grandma and then summer wanted to go back in the house and play with her brother so candace walked her over to the house and told the boys to keep an eye on her and this is when she goes back to her mom's trailer to help her adjust her knee brace And she says she was only gone for a couple of minutes. And when she came back to the house, she asked the boys where Summer was. And they said she went downstairs to play with her toys. Uh, Walking her back. I mean, the trailer was only about 20 feet away from the house. Like, on your own property. That feels highly unlikely. Doesn't it? Like, wouldn't you just watch Mm -hmm. her go back? Like, yeah, keep Mm -hmm. an eye on her and watch her go back, but not walk her all the way back. You know, and you could probably yell loud enough to, you know have the boys keep an eye on her and and honestly yeah. they shouldn't be really keeping an eye on her anyway they're not much older so yeah yeah no i i thought that sounded unlikely also but we'll get into that in the theories on how likely yeah. this story is or isn't so the boys tell her that summer went downstairs to play with her toys and so candace goes downstairs and doesn't see her anywhere and this basement you can get to from like a trap door under a table in the yeah, kitchen, it's, which is like it's real awkward. It's yeah. so bizarre. Like, don't they have to like walk backwards down it to get into it? Oh yeah, it's like a ladder yeah. more than yeah. stairs. It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. It's not meant to be inhabited. It's like a a basement in a cabin. If you've ever been to one where there's a door on the outside that goes to the backyard, and you can like store stuff under there, but they're living under. They're using it as living space. It's not really part of the house. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. But yeah. yeah, they're that's where they're staying too, right? Yeah. Like that's that's where they bedroom. live and that's where summer summer's bedroom is. Yeah. So we'll get into the issues with this house a little bit later in the episode. But in the basement, like you said, is Candace and Dawn's room and Summer's room. But Candace says she searches the house and immediately around it, she goes out that exterior door that goes to the backyard and she can't find Summer anywhere. She searches all around the yard, near her swing, like everywhere she would be. And she's not anywhere on the property as far as she could see. So she freaks out and calls Don, who's at work in Jonesboro, which, according to a map, is 22 miles from their property, which every other account that I've heard of this story says it was an hour away. But when I Googled it, it was 22 miles and it said 30 minutes. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I've seen a lot of stuff that says at least 45 minutes. So maybe it depends on like, 
it seems like it's a like a two lane highway, so maybe it just depends on when you're on it and there's more traffic on it. I don't I don't know, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's a lot of questions on how fast he got home and whether he was really at work or not, but That's true. I do think if you get a phone call from your wife saying your daughter's missing, you're gonna book it home. Like my maps say thirty minutes or thirty two minutes or whatever. That's accounting for going the speed limit. I'm not going the speed limit if my kid's missing. Yeah, that, no, that's a good point. You know, he says like he dropped what he was doing, packed up his tools, and he left. And for yeah. anyone interested, Don works as a drywaller. So, you know, he's busy a lot, out of the house a lot, and he says that. Yeah, so according to Don and Candace, Don booked at home, and he called 911 on his way home at about 6.30 p.m., while Candace and the neighbors and the boys were all searching for summer on the property. So by the time the Hawkins County Sheriff's Department had finally shown up, the family and all the neighbors, they were already like searching for summer. Yeah, and so the TBI got involved right away and What hey, what is the TBI? I've seen this quite a bit and I never saw an explanation for it. What is that? It's the Tennessee FBI. It's the <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee Bureau of Investigations. Tennessee has their own FBI. I would expect this from Texas, but not from Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. has its own Bureau of Investigations. Yeah, a lot of states do, actually. Really? Does Does California not? Because I've never heard of it. No, I don't think we do because I've never heard of it either. But you hear about it in a lot of cases like oh. the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation is the OSBI. And... Oh, well, I'd never heard of that before, so... Learn yeah, it's the new. Tennessee right. Bureau of Investigation. So they get involved right away, and that night they issued an endangered child alert, and by the next morning they had upgraded it to an Amber Alert. The Hawkins County Sheriff's Department right away started giving press conferences and coordinating extremely difficult searches. The terrain sucked and cell coverage was worse. This place is so rural. It is rural as shit, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it is. There's nothing around. Yeah. And that made the searches hard because without cell service, they couldn't communicate with each other. Like, hey, we did this half or hey, we did that half or hey, Jack is hurt. We need help. Like it was difficult and searchers were getting injured and it was bad. It's you know, it's bad when there's no cell service, somebody somewhere on the planet. Like right. that's not where like most people are. So right. and this place too, like it has everything. It has coyotes and wolves, bears, you name it. And it's out in this Tennessee, like, open land. Right. But even after all of this searching and days and weeks and months, they have found no trace of summer. Like, not a shoe, not a t-shirt, nothing. I know. It's so weird. Yep. Well, it's not that weird. Well, I mean, just that nothing has turned up at all. And, and, yeah. Like, I mean, it's weird that a five-year-old vanishes out of nowhere. That's for sure right. weird. Sure. But- it's not weird that they haven't found a trace of her because if somebody doesn't want you to find a trace, then you probably aren't going to find one. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. But I mean, how many times do you, you know, people aren't leaving shoes and socks and shirts behind to get caught. It's just something that happens in the rush of a moment. And so, right. you know, you would think if, you know, somebody was rushing to get out, maybe you would hope there'd be a chance for something to be left behind. So that's why investigators asked anyone who lived in this really rural area to check their property, like all of their buildings and their trail cams especially, seeing if anything came up. Nothing seemed to come of that until about a week after when they announced that they were looking for the driver of a 1998 to 2000 maroon or red Toyota Tacoma. And they know that it has a full bed ladder rack along with white buckets in the bed truck. And this in was the bed seen... truck? 
Are you sure it's not the truck bed? Oh yeah, in the truck bed. Sorry. You know, <laughs> I got a I got a touch of the dyslexia sometimes, so <laughs> you know. You just got to go with it. Oh man. But anyway, this was seen in that area. The police say that this person isn't necessarily a suspect, but they want to know what they may have seen. They think maybe they saw something that would be interesting to investigate. Right, which is what I would say, too, if I wanted somebody to come forward that I thought for sure was a suspect. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it is a little like, oh, no, you're not a suspect. Like, well, hey, they yeah. said I'm not a suspect. I should go talk yeah. to them. But to be honest with you, I mean- they might not be. They it may very have well just been a be, random but... tip that was like, hey, I saw a red truck. It may not even be real. Like the person could have said I saw a red truck and in real life the truck was blue and they're looking for a ghost. We don't know. Or maybe there wasn't anything at all. Maybe, you know. Yeah. People just like to get involved in shit. It's true. So the investigators searched intensely. And by July they had almost a thousand tips and now it's exponentially more. But the TBI says no one has been ruled out. Everything is still on the table. Until they have any indication of what happened to Summer, they're not ruling anything out. They're like, well, it could have been an accident. It could have been an abduction. It could have been the parents. It could have been a stranger. Like, everything is on the table. Yeah, and what makes this case so interesting, too, is that the parents are very vocal about kind of what's going on. They've been very vocal in the media. They have their own YouTube channel. They're doing interviews with Dr. Phil like and there's a lot of stuff on them too so it's interesting that they're willing to talk as openly as they are when you kind of look at the whole picture it is interesting because every time they give an interview or they talk about something or they do something they put their foot in their mouth or they they say make something. themselves look stupid yeah yeah they make themselves look worse than they already did and it's like even when they're trying to justify something their justification is worse than what people originally thought and they're like, well, no, 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 that's not true. It's because of this. And it's like, well, that is worse. Yeah. Like, than what we originally were thinking. We weren't even thinking that because that's so bad that it didn't even cross our minds. And we'll get into some examples of that as we talk about the family. But to date, there's been no sign of five-year-old Summer Wells, who was white, female, blue eyes, about 40 pounds, and at the time of her disappearance had blonde, short, buzzed hair. All right. So now we know the case. Now we have the baseline mm -hmm. of kind of what's going on. Or what? we've been told is going on as far as we what we know it as as much as we can to know what's going on but right now we get to kind of talk about what we've been chomping at the bit to talk about and it's the background of these families because yeah. the people involved are suspect as can be and so i'm really excited to kind of dive in because it's it's ridiculous these it's troubling for sure it, well to say the least sure and normally we would be very, very careful about offending like family members of victims or even sure. even accusing parents of anything because, you know, their kid is missing. They're victims. You know, usually that's the case. And in this case, that very well could be. That is still very much the case. Yeah. Yeah. Like they could have nothing to do with this. And I totally get that. But their backgrounds are so troubling that we you have to talk about them because they could be a huge factor in what happened to Summer. And even if they're not, they're a huge factor in what happens to the three boys that they do still have. So it needs to be talked about. Well, I think that's why people have jumped on this case. And really, I mean, people jumped on this one right after Gabby Petito. Like this was kind of the next big one in the true crime world. 
And yeah, even though it happened before Gabby Petito, that was, was kind of weird about it. Yeah, it was kind of weird. But yeah, it, this was the next big one. And I think it's because it took some time to get out of rural Tennessee and out into the media. Right. The backgrounds of the parents is what makes it so like suspect. Honestly, if they don't have the backgrounds, it's a pretty open and shut. This girl was abducted and we know that. Let's move on. Right. Totally. So let's start with Don Summer's dad, Don Wells. So he has two stepsisters that claim that he started sexually assaulting them when they were as young as five years old. And his father, who's surprise, also named Don. Yeah, no kidding. And you're going to see that this is just such a common thing. This is crazy. Oh, it's, it's really annoying. So his dad, Don, ended up covering this up, which is fucking ludicrous. Yeah, like, so, he, I mean, we're, the, uh, I, it's not a very good family. Like, you know? No. The stepmom wanted to press charges and for him assaulting her daughter. And the dad said no and threatened her with divorce so that she wouldn't press charges. And she just Uh, didn't. It's like, I'd be like, yeah, get the fuck out of here then. Yeah. He's threatening her with divorce? (laughs) Yeah. He's saying that if you press charges against my son for sexually assaulting your child, then I'm going to divorce you. It's like, then bye. I know. Get out. She did, you know, it's like, you don't want to falter, but she was starting to do the right thing. You know, she was on the right path. Leaving her daughter and, yeah, I know. There's some troubling things with the family in general. But Don's in and out of prison, and this all started when he was about 16. And he had had quite a few run-ins with the law throughout because he just was not on a good path, honestly. No. He had no guidance, clearly. At least no good guidance. Yeah, clearly the type of family that he comes from is where his dad covers for him for sexually assaulting his five-year-old sister. Yeah. So it just gets worse from there because he meets a lady named Pamela at pretty much a crack house. I mean, I don't know what else you want to call it. No, it's a crack house. And they have two kids together, a son who also is named Don. So, okay. So we have... Don Sr., Don Jr., we have Candace Sr. and Candace Jr. <laughs> yeah. And okay, now we just... have Don the Third. And that, Okay. And this, uh, so everyone's just naming each other after everybody. Okay. Great. All right. right. Let's go on. Yeah. So they have a son named, we're going to call him Don Three because this is ridiculous. We've got to start putting numbers. <laughs> and a daughter named Margie. According to Don's sister on social media, the living conditions were horrible for Don Three and Margie growing up. That his sisters would make excuses to come to the house just so they could bathe the kids and put them in clean clothes because Don Wells and his wife or girlfriend, I don't even know if they were married, Pamela, were not taking care of their kids. And like they needed to make an excuse for that. It wasn't just, hey, I'm coming over to take care of your kids. Like, was there going to be protest if they were like, hey, we're going to just stop by and clean your kids up? No, you're not. Get out of here. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I I don't know. We haven't been in that kind of a situation, but. Yeah. So the sisters or the stepsisters also have claimed that he sexually abused those kids, too, and even once tried to sell his son on the street for drugs. Yeah, that was crazy. He was trying to sell Don three like out in the middle of the road and sell him so that he could. Yeah, he was like two or three years old when this was trying to go like, can you um, like what are you doing? No, this is unimaginable. If everything that everybody is alleging against this family is true. I can't believe this stuff goes on. Like it's, it's, it'll blow your mind. So Don three, who is now an adult and a registered sex offender, pled guilty in 2007 in Arkansas 
in Arkansas. Did you hear me Arcas- say it like that? I, I heard Arkansas and I was wondering. Yeah, I'm getting good. Doing. Yeah. So he pled guilty to indecency with a child in 2007. So this is what we're saying. This is the family. Like it's just generation after generation. The cycle abuse. of abuse is just like yes. not ending. And there's no claims that Don Sr. did anything to Don Jr. But I mean, again, you're kind of, if we're following the path, there's there's a case that could be made. Totally. Because they said that he was around 11 when he started assaulting his five-year-old sister. And to me, an 11-year-old just doing that, like, what are the chances that that wasn't being done to him? Yeah, exactly. So... There's some really troubling stuff in this family. Yeah, it's deep. It's very deep. And while he was defending these allegations and talking to the media a lot since Summer went missing, he said some things that don't help him look any better. And we'll start with when he was addressing this sexual abuse claim from his sister. And his pretty much answer to this was that their relationship was consensual. Yeah. So he's not denying it. He's just being like, yeah, no, we were 11 and 5, and it was fine. Like, Yeah, like he's pretty much saying that it was consensual. I'm like, she was 5, and, and you, you, yeah. were you, I mean, like, you were 11. You were 11. None of this is consensual. Yeah, and this is not okay. Like, I, No. And this is, but this is him putting his, his stupid foot in his mouth, you know? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. Just stop, man. Just, just stop. Yeah, you made it worse. You literally admitted to it. Yeah. So he's made other statements that don't sit well either. Like when he was asked what should happen to the person who took Summer, he pretty much said it's in God's hands now and he wouldn't wish prison on anybody. This guy hides behind like the God defense so, so much. Like I've been, I was listening to several different clips of him and like when he doesn't know what to answer, he just it's in God's hands or, you know, the Lord, yeah. you know, it's just he just has no if I idea. Keep he, the commandments, I'll see summer one day. Yeah, exactly. Like he doesn't know what to say. And I'm not saying he, he did anything to summer at all, but I am saying that he doesn't know what to say and he just covers it up with with his God comments. Yeah. But not wishing prison on the person who took your exactly. daughter. Exactly. Like, you know, what it's is, like, why? What are you talking yeah. about? I don't even have kids. And I wish prison on the person who took summer. At least, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like, if you not know, physical harm. Yeah. By my own hand. Like, if someone, like, yeah. do, like, <laughs> I I, I'll do it. That's fine. But, like, yeah. Like, I oh, know. I don't, it's w- weird. Like, it's weird. I, yeah. So, he, another thing that he says a lot, which, troubles a lot of people is that he always refers to summer in interviews in the past tense so he says summer was the light of my life summer was a good kid so you know he refers to her in the past tense yeah and you know we can kind of get into it too but and i've heard a lot of talk about that and the kind of the theory on that is people who haven't had things go their way in their life tend to think mm-hmm. it more than negative and he hasn't had a lot of things go his way right. in life and so it's understandable why he would kind of lean that way if he is but it right. also doesn't because, look great of course cuz by july only like a month after she disappeared he was already saying stuff like well statistically she's probably dead and people kind of freak out about that and yeah. they're like you should have hope. You're her dad. Like you need to have keep faith, keep hope. But like you said, there has been a lot of experts that are like, Hey, when people have just bad things after bad things, after bad things, they don't have hope. 
And I can, that part, I get. I completely understand it too. And I didn't at first, and I was kind of on like on him. But then once I heard like experts say that, like, hey, he just may have never had something go right. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what does he have to look forward to? So like, okay, I can understand that then. Yeah, pretty much they're pessimistic. Like something always goes, whatever the worst way is, that's the way it goes. So Don's not looking great already. And then you start looking at, his history of domestic violence and drinking and drug use and allegations that he may or may not have been at work that day or at least not all day. It doesn't paint him in a very good light, but it also isn't proof that he did anything to his daughter. No, and is And whether or not he was at work, really that speculation comes on how quickly he got back to the house from when, when he was told. But And we kind of talked about that. Like, he may have not have been that far away. And the speculation is that because he beat the police there, it's like, well, we don't know how long it took the police to get there. Exactly. This is a really, really part of Tennessee like it may have taken Mm -hmm. you know law enforcement a while to get there right but he isn't the only parent of Summers that is suspect in this case like when you start to look at Candace's background and break it down her background is really sketchy too but one of my favorite things I think is that she grew up in Wisconsin which that's not one of my favorite things that's you know whatever but that she started working in a traveling carnival when she was about 19 years old and it shows yeah (laughs) yeah she's a carny yeah total like she this is carny for sure so yeah And while she was working at the carnival, she met a man named Andrew who was over twice her age. And so she's 19. He's like in his 40s. Yeah. I think he was like 42. Like this. Yeah. That's weird. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So they go on to have two kids, a boy also named Andrew. Oh, my God. This I know it's getting really frustrating, but this is the best part. And a girl named Candace. No, not Candace. Candace. Yeah. I don't know why these people can't pick new fucking names. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) They can't think of anything original. I know. So the mom and dad's names are Andrew and Candace, and the kids' names are Andrew and Candace. It's like, this is ridiculous. And so there's three Dons, there's three Candace, there's two Andrews. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's really irritating. So, anyway... That's the least of the problems with what goes on here. So that's why we're focusing on it, because it's like, well, this isn't so bad, because it only gets worse from here. According to a few sources that we found, little Andrew and little Candace were taken away from them by CPS when they were super little, like two and six months old. Yeah. And the reason? Yeah. Was abuse and neglect. Again, like there's there's starting to be this picture painted again of just another person who does not, or let me say, another person who should not be having children, clearly. Right. Yes. And the rumors are that little Andrew was abused so badly that he has lifelong disabilities from the abuse now, but I know we haven't really seen any criminal charges or anything like that to back it up, so we don't want to say that that's what happened, but that is a rumor that is out there with this case. Yeah, that's what I've heard is that he has permanent brain damage and he lives in a home because he can't live on his own. But if that was the case, I don't know why there wouldn't have been criminal charges brought against her or her ex-husband. Although it's possible that there was and we just haven't found them. But like you said, we're going to be careful a little bit with that one. But this is the kind of speculation that's going on around these people. 
Yeah. So these people had prior families and children with their first spouses that were abused and neglected and removed from them by authorities. But then somehow these two winners meet each other in Arkansas and have four more babies together that apparently nobody was like, hey, maybe we should check on the four new kids since they really messed up their other ones. Well, that was what I was thinking, too. And I was maybe because they're different states. Like, I think that's part of it is that they move around a lot. They or they did move around a lot until they landed on this property. Yeah. Well, and what a property to to be on. But I guess that would make sense, you know, that they were just kind of moving around. And then I guess if the systems don't talk, then how would anybody know? Exactly. So besides the allegations that they're not good parents, their relationship itself is very troubling. Don was arrested quite a few times for assault and domestic violence charges against Candace, but then she never presses charges. Charges. She always drops the charges after he spends the night in jail. So there are a lot of allegations and arrests and different things for drugs and alcohol, but there is a lot more to the troubles with Candace and her story. This part is really the interesting part, and it's that Candace has a sister named Rose, and She also went missing in 2009, and to this day, she's not been located. So on the surface, this probably isn't related at all, but Allison, the mother of that 15-year-old that Candace took to the swimming hole the day day Summer went missing, in an interview, she was talking about the anniversary of her sister's disappearance when Candy, the mom, obviously was upset and crying, and Candace was very cold to her, and she was like, what's wrong with you? And... Allison was like, hey, don't you know what today is? And she said that Candace said something along the lines of, that bitch is dead. And Allison called her out on it. It was like, hey, like, how do you know she's dead? And why would you, you know, say that to your mom, like, about your sister? And she was like, because I killed her. There's no proof of this, but why would you say that? And that's really kind of the messy shit that's going on with this case is it's all over the place. And she says one thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, they, they both Candace and Dawn just say stupid things along the way that just that really have come back to haunt them. Right. And that's the one thing that any of these one things on their own would be like, Oh, that person could just have a grudge or be upset with them about this. Or like maybe her and this Allison girl just aren't friends anymore. And so she's saying weird shit, but it's like you have this group of people and then this other group of people that are this side of their family. And then this other group of people that are totally unrelated in Wisconsin. And they're all saying the same things about these people. Yeah, It's not like it's one person. It's like, All these different groups of people that know them in different capacities are like, hey, they were drunk. They were drug addicts and they were terrible parents who neglected their kids, abused their kids. Like people knew that there was things wrong here. And in this interview, Allison and her mom and another family friend even said that this is kind of what their falling out with Candace was about because they didn't like the way that she treated her kids. And they didn't agree with her lifestyle choices, the condition of her home, like the way she disciplined her kids. And they told a story about the boys playing in a swimming pool and getting a little rough. And she got mad at them and made them get out of the pool and lay on the hot asphalt driveway in the summertime on their bare bellies. So these women are like, they she abused her kids. Like, that's abuse. Hell yeah. That's awful. And like, 
I couldn't even imagine. In the interview, she did say that she doesn't think they were seriously injured, but they could have been. Like, they could have gotten seriously burned. Totally. You know, and just stuff like that. Like, they saw things that they knew were not right, and they didn't like her. You know, it was starting to be like, hey, you suck. Well, and that's kind of why it's weird that Allison was still letting her 15-year-old son hang out with this, you know, lady, because the reason why they weren't friends with her was because of how she treated her kids. But I know Hunter has also kind of said he hung around because he knew kind of how they were with Summer, and he cared a lot about Summer, and he knew that they were doing nefarious things that they shouldn't have been doing. And mm-hmm. on the upside of that is nobody else would buy him a twisted tea or a, or a vape and she would. So he was like, Hey, yeah. you know, I can kind of watch summer, make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. I can get the, you know, the drinks and the, the vape that I'm looking for. Like, right. Because that's one claim also in that interview was that the twisted tea and some of the nicotine vape she gave to the 15 year old, which right. is the exact thing that we're talking about it's like she may not have been directly abusive but you can't give a 15 year old nicotine and booze like that's illegal and dangerous yeah you have to you can't do that kind of shit but like you said that was part of the reason why this hunter kid was like hell yeah I'm going to go hang out with Candace because I can get a vape out of it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, kill, honestly, two birds with one stone. Make sure that Summer's having fun and she's taken care of and, you know, he can get what he wants out of it. So, yeah. So Hunter's story of that day lines up pretty well with Candace's version of that day, actually. But there are a couple of differences, (laughs) not the least of which is a phone call that Hunter says took place that Candace says did not take place. And Hunter says that Don called and told Candace that a guy named Andy or Anthony or some other name that started with an A that he can't remember was hanging around the property trying to touch the kids. So there's a couple of problems with this. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with these, but yeah. Yeah. Just one, Candace says that this didn't happen. And if that's true, then Don wouldn't have been at work that day. He would have like been there and seen this right. going on. And two, if it isn't true, why is Hunter saying it? Like, what would be the point of making this up? Yeah, exactly. So there's some definite like questions about this part and why why those stories are different. And what why would Hunter lie? What does he have yeah. to do to lie about that? Like, he was honest about her giving him the vape. He was honest about her giving her the tea. Like, yeah. why would he lie about that? I don't know. I, to me, I don't think he is lying. <laughs> I think that happened. I think it probably did, so, too. <laughs> yeah, because why would, like you said, it's a weird thing to make up. If he was going to make something up, why wouldn't he make up that Don called and said he hurt Summer? You know, like, it's, but Summer was with them. He knew Summer was fine. Like, there would be no reason to make up that phone call. That phone call makes no sense to make up. Yeah. So, another incident that doesn't make Candace look very good, though, is And back up Summer- one second. Why would she deny it? Because that would make their story of she was abducted that much more strong. Right? I thought like, that, too. I'm like, unless she knows who this person is and she's protecting that person, but... Yeah, I guess that could be it, too. Okay. that's well. So, that yeah. gives it why... Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense because I was like, why That was the only thing I could think. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Like that gives cause for it. I couldn't think of one. So, all right, cool. (laughs) No problem. So in another incident that didn't make Candace look very good, after Summer went missing, a couple of weeks or a couple of months after Summer went missing, 
Dawn's stepsister claims that Candace called her in hysterics, which is not normal. She's normally like really low key, cool. Like she seems, for lack of a better word, stoned all the time. Nice. Like she never cries. She never does anything. Doesn't show a lot of emotion about Summer. So she called Dawn's sister in hysterics, telling her that Dawn was arrested and screaming and crying and all this stuff for like a few minutes. And then she finally hung up. And the thing about this is, um, it was not true. So yeah, it was supposed to be (laughs) a prank call. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you making prank phone calls? (laughs) And that's what I'm saying is there's problems with this because one, your daughter's missing. So you shouldn't be making prank phone calls anyway. Like, don't you have better things to do, like looking for your kid? And two, you shouldn't be making prank phone calls anyway because you're like 45. Yeah, I was going to ask how old she was. Like, I don't remember. But why are you doing that? That's such a silly thing to be doing, like in the midst of um, your missing daughter. I don't know what the fuck that's about. But apparently she was known for kind of doing that, like getting drunk or getting high and like calling and saying weird things that hunter kid in that interview said that she would do that all the time she would call when she was all wasted and say that she couldn't find the kids and she'd be hysterical and the kids were fine like she was just being weird (laughs) okay i mean i guess i know it doesn't make any sense like that's what i'm trying to say like i don't even understand the point of that like is it funny is that i don't know is it because it doesn't sound very funny like, I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's laughing at this? Her just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. they think he's arrested. Ah, ha, ha. Like, what is. Yeah. Again, not making yourself look very good. Yeah. So since Summer's disappearance, DCFS has since removed the three boys from the home because it was unsafe. And Don and Candace have tried to play this off that it's unsafe because of random internet psychics showing up on their property and threats from anonymous people on the interwebs. But from videos yeah. of the inside of the home, there's quite a bit more to it than that. This house yeah, was dude. not suitable for kids. Yeah, they don't take your kids away because you're kind of famous now for right. not very, or infamous, I should say. But yeah. Th- you move your kids if that's the reason like there's too many people i'm going to move them off the property it's not safe for them because you're right it's not safe for them but yeah correct yeah so but yeah you do that other people don't take care of that for you idiot so you know so yeah so i feel like it has a lot more to do with the condition of this home because yeah me too it is not good you can see videos of this online there's a couple of interviews with news nation and and a couple of different YouTubes and different media outlets that they were just like, yeah, come on in. I'm like, I would never let anybody in the front door of my house if it looked like that. No, it's bad. I don't know. It's bad. I mean, there's shit. I mean, hoarders is an understatement. There was stuff everywhere. It wasn't finished. I'm like the weird trap door to the basement that isn't really a room, but that's where they were living. Like, it's just awkward. And it looks like one of those places that probably doesn't even have running water. I don't know that for sure, but it doesn't look like it has running water. (laughs) Well, I'm sure it does have running water, but you're right. It does look like a place you'd be like, oh yeah, this place doesn't like have anything going on with it. It's been abandoned. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks like an abandoned house. Totally. That's exactly what it looks like. So anyway, and it's tiny for being a family of six living in there. It was like 700 square feet. 
So it's small and filthy. They got plenty of room and it seems like they have enough money. You'd think maybe they do something to upgrade the situation a little bit, you know? I mean, nope. even selling a couple acres would be enough. Right. So another thing that we need to address a little bit, and I don't know how deep we need to go into this, but is going to be Summer's hair. There's some inconsistency on why the parents say her head was shaved. One of the reasons they've given is because her brother's head was shaved, so she wanted to shave hers, which, okay, if she wanted to shave her head, she shaved her head. But then they also have said that it was out of control, so they had to shave it, and then Candace shaved hers so that Summer wouldn't feel bad. And it's it's just, kind of, to me, it's like if the kid wanted her head shaved or if she cut it herself... And then you had to cut it like it would be very cut and dry. I don't know why there's different stories of what happened with her hair. But people put a lot of weight on the fact that this could have been from neglect. Like she might have had lice or something from the poor living conditions and they didn't want to deal with it. So they just shaved it. Yeah, I could see that. The thing that is weird about the hair thing is in the same interview, like in the same almost breath, it's like they're not even listening to each other speak, you know, because... Candace says, oh, well, her brother's had her head shaved. I have my head shaved. She's a tomboy. She just wanted to have her head shaved like the rest of us. And he comes up with this whole thing. And then right off of that, Dawn immediately is like, (laughs) oh, it was getting long and out of control. It's like, what? And he said it was getting long and out of control. And so we had to shave it off. And then Candace shaved her so she wouldn't feel bad. It's like, yeah, literally Candace just gave a totally different story right this second. Yeah. And they're both like, yeah, that's true like what you know and again are are they high when they're doing this maybe i don't know yeah yeah i don't know but there's a lot of people who think that it could be a form of abuse and i mean that's not out of the question i mean these parents have been accused of child abuse in the past and don seems to be the only one in this family with hair yeah that's true and he has long hair yeah yeah which is ironic which is a nice he has a nice little white ponytail it's very cute yeah So, I don't know, it's just kind of weird. If it was a situation where she cut her own hair and messed it up and they had to shave it, or she wanted to shave it, like, okay, whatever. Just just say it. it But just say it. Like, big deal. But I think part of the reason why there's him hawing around it, and that's why people get weird, is like, if it was a form of abuse or neglect. Like, if they literally were like, we just don't want to deal with this kid's hair, so we're going to shave it. Like... That's not a good reason to shave a kid's head. No, not at all. But if yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of inconsistencies when in the same interview at the same time they're saying different things. Like Yeah, it's that's a it's huge awkward. red flag. Yeah. Yeah. So and Don is very clear, like, I believe Candace and I don't think she would lie to me and da 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 and it's like, Okay, well you probably shouldn't have to say that. She's your wife. She's telling you her your kid is missing. Like, why do you feel the need to, like, reiterate that? I guess it's because people are attacking them. On the yeah, and pe- people are asking, you know, and people are asking, yeah. you know, when we did Dr. Phil, they were like, do you believe Candace's story? And he was like, yeah, I don't have a reason not to. Yeah, and we should also mention that Don and all the Candaces passed lie detector tests. They did. They were a little hesitant to do them at first from what I've heard, but they did do them and they kind of did them properly if i if you you know if you ask me they they waited a few days for themselves to be kind of calmed down and be able to do it and candace even had a couple like took a couple more days than don did which you know i have my own theory on why oh well perfect are we in theory land yet because if not let's take it there we're pretty close but my theory on that her having to wait longer is because you can't take a lie detector test when you're on drugs 
Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought that might be part of it too. So I think she had to detox to take it. Probably true. You know, it's probably very accurate. I mean, it is what it is. They passed, but yeah. we also know how accurate lie detector tests can be. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, which is why they're not admissible in court. Yeah, they took them and they passed, and that's great, but they don't mean anything. So it's like, okay, well, great. But it does mean a little bit more than if they would have failed them. Definitely. You know, does it though? I don't know. I know. Because even if they failed them, you could just be like, well, they're they're upset parents. You know, it's like yeah. lie detector tests are really kind of not great. So Yeah, you shouldn't do them. Don't take a lie detector test. There's just no, there's no there's benefit no to you. It doesn't help you. It, yeah. yeah. So all of this history and inconsistencies and everything else, like you said, leads us right into theory land. Yeah, there's a handful of them. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. abuse, neglect, a drowning left in the car. Hurt herself on her swing, sold into the drug ring, or sold for a drug debt, and so on and so forth. Or even gotten into her parents' drugs, and she OD'd, and they did something. You know, there's a lot of these out there. Yeah, so the main theory is that the family did something. Whether accidental or on purpose, abuse, neglect, like you said. And in this theory, Don could have known and be helping covering it up. Don maybe doesn't even know. Maybe he was at work. Or maybe Don did something and Candace doesn't know. Or Don did something and Candace is helping her cover it up. So on and so on. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, it could be. But like, there's a a number of things that could have happened in the family theory. I mean, I think the family makes the most sense in the theory. I think that in these kinds of cases, a lot of times that the most likely answer is the correct answer. And I can't prove anything. There's nothing to say that. But I think that there was some kind of, you know, issue with one of the parents. I've gone back and forth on which one, if not one or both or, you know, this thing or that thing. I think the family theories make a lot of sense. You know, we hear from the 15 year old already that there's, you know, there's tons of neglect. That's why this Allison woman removed herself from the family. We're hearing it from, right. you know, the step uh, the stepsisters that there was a history of neglect. His son is is in jail for, you know, sexually abusing minors and things like that. So, yeah. Another theory with the family is abuse, which went too far and then was covered up. That's a pretty obvious one neglect which is a pretty obvious one that if they were doing something that caused her to get to get hurt or you know to die or something like that and then they covered it up so that they didn't get in trouble like if she got hurt on her swing while they weren't paying attention or she got into some drugs that she shouldn't have been touching and they weren't paying attention like the neglect one makes sense too i think the neglect one in some capacity is the correct answer yeah. because I think more likely than not, whoever was supposed to be watching her was probably high, you know, yeah, they were probably on some sort of drug or drinking and not paying attention. So yeah, right. one way or another, I think that there's neglect at the forefront of this. Yeah. And then another theory within the family theory is that she was sold or traded to pay off a drug debt, which sounds astronomical and i really hope that's not what happened yeah i mean again i think you can't rule anything out yet but i don't think that's what happened there's there's a whole thing that goes into the cornbread mafia which we'll go into later but i don't think that this has anything to do with it again but yeah i I would certainly hope not if it is though that's it is the saddest thing i may have ever heard yeah 
So that pretty much wraps up the family theories. I mean, within that, you could go down 87 million rabbit holes and be on the internet for the next eight years about it. There's a lot that makes sense about the family theories, so. Right. In every which way you can go down, it all makes sense. So another theory is the abduction theory, which is the theory that Dawn and Candace believe happened. They think somebody came to their property and lured Summer out of the basement through that back door, or she went out that back door to her swing and somebody grabbed her and then took her through the woods and away. Do you think that that's a likely thing to have happened? No, but it's not impossible. Correct. It has happened before. So, I mean, it happened with Elizabeth Smart just taken out of her bedroom in the middle of the night. I mean, it does happen. It's very rare, but it does happen. But with how rural of an area that they're in. Exactly. Somebody would most likely have to be sitting and waiting for this to have happened and not just, you know, a, a thing of chance, which is normally when children are abducted. It's just, you know, right chance and, and they go. But you know, the mm-hmm. other thing with the abduction, too, is they had so many dogs on this property, too, that... You would think that one, at least one dog would be alerted and then that would set off the whole bunch of them. So Right. They have 355 dogs on this property. Like one of them should be barking all the time pretty much. Yeah. You would you would think. But maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe one of them's barking all the time. So if somebody was on the property and, you know, they paid no attention to it because it was just normal. That's kind of what I was thinking because you do tend to tune that out. Like if you live on a property where there's a, a, a noise that would alert most people, but it happens all the time. You just kind of tune it out. Especially dogs. And, you, just go, uh, you know, and yeah, they run around to whatever they're barking all the time. I'm sure. So, yep. but like you said, this person would have had to have been lying in wait in the woods because this house was at the, like on a dead end rural road. It wasn't some place that was like a through way where people were going from this town to that town on this street like this street went nowhere like this road ben hill road went nowhere and you can't even see the house from the road so it would not have been an opportunity like a crime of opportunity it would have had to have been targeted so what if it had been targeted why would they have targeted that house well and that's that's where the theories go wild it could have been drug related it could have been somebody saw summer and wanted her specifically you know what i mean it could be that she knew her abductor and that person got her to go with them willingly but i think where you're going with this is you want to talk about the cornbread mafia theory well i mean it's called the cornbread mafia so it is funny to say and we've seen this in other cases too but basically the cornbread mafia is a band of like drug members that like I don't know, hillbilly drug dealers? Is that like the best yeah, way to gonna, call I was it? Just like, say, like <laughs> redneck drug dealers? Yeah, like, like it's still we best way. Like, piss off the cornbread mafia, but. Oh, well. But I, it's kind of what I get, like, bunch of hillbilly drug people. Drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. So the, the theory behind that is that they may have taken her because the parents owed a debt. And if that's the case, I could see that. I would definitely think that that would be the reason if they're going to if someone was going to take her for the parents like that they would have some kind of a drug debt. But I just don't think just because they're a bunch of drug dealers like I know that's not a reputable profession or like, you know, something to be proud of. But that doesn't mean they're child molesters or child rapists. So how would paying a debt like even though they're terrible criminals, I get it. Like, how would you be like, oh, I owe you money. How about you just take my kid? Or how would they be like, you owe us money, we're going to take your kid? Like, they obviously didn't do it for ransom, so they did it as she is the payment. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, you, so yeah, they would have to be drug dealers and pedophiles. And it's like just because they're drug dealers doesn't make them pedophiles. Yeah, I don't think that makes this makes a lot of sense for them. Like, there's no. I, d- real I just don't win think it them. does. Yeah. Yeah. Because in this scenario, she would be the currency. And so for that to make sense, they would have to want her as the currency. And I just don't think that that's very likely. I mean, sex trafficking is a huge thing. I know that. I'm not, I'm not like naive to that. I just, I don't know that that's what went on here. Yeah. I'm not sure either. Yeah. So another theory is that she just walked away, that she just, was playing in the basement and was five years old and just wandered off into the woods. And again, I don't think this makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> She's five. She's not looking to start a new life. She has no capability yeah. to do that kind of stuff anyway. <laughs> and if it had yeah. been an animal attack, which I know a lot of people have speculated, I think by now we would have found a piece of clothing, you right. know, a shoe, a shoe a so- or yeah, something, a shirt, some sign of blood. Something. Even just a piece of something, you know, just something like that. So I don't think it makes a lot of sense. Could it have happened? I guess it, it could have happened, but I just don't think it makes a lot of sense that it did happen. What's your theory on what happened then? Like, what's your most likely scenario? Well, in most cases like this, typically the most likely answer is the correct answer. And unfortunately, we see it far too much. The people who are supposed to take care of you don't. Um, yep. So I think that the most likely thing and i'm not accusing anybody of anything i'm saying the most likely thing that makes sense is that one of the parents most likely candace was involved with this i think and i think it was some kind of neglect whether she got into their their prescription drugs or any other kind of drug or she was left in the car or something like that i think that's probably the most likely fell thing fell off and the then swing or something fell off the swing and then you know went off and and did something with her body and i think probably did something that most people wouldn't think to do with it and what does that mean well i think i don't know i don't know because i think whatever she did isn't what most people would do with her body and i think with it being such a rule i think wait i get what you're saying i think you think that she did something so dumb we wouldn't even think of it yeah yes that that is the first It is the first thing I was thinking of. And while I was going through it, the other thing I was thinking of, this is such a rural part of Tennessee and she probably knows it better than anybody else. There could be a spot that nobody knows about that's, you know, a hidden spot that she was able to to put the body. Yeah. If that Hmm. if that's what happened. Yeah. So what about you, Erica? What do you think is the most likely thing that happened here? I think obviously the most likely thing is, like you said, that something happened to Summer at home that afternoon with the people that were there, whether they were abusing her or neglecting her or it was an accident, something happened. It's highly unlikely that an outsider came in and abducted her with everybody on the property, the three boys, the grandma, Candace, everybody there, and all 357 dogs. Like, it's just so unlikely that that happened. I guess it could have happened, but it seems more likely that somebody that was on the property did something with Summer. So, and like you said, I'm not, I'm not specifically accusing anybody, but these people haven't been the most honest and they don't have the best track record with children specifically. What do you make of the phone call though from Dawn to Candace that day that Hunter says happened, but they say didn't. I think they know shady people. I think weirdos come around because I've been around people who do drugs and they attract weirdos. Yeah. 
and I think there was just weird people that hung out on the property sometimes, and I think that's what that was. You know I what think else he was could probably be... like, oh, weirdo Andy, you know, which was probably one of their drug buddies, is trying to give the kids hugs again or something. You know what I mean? Like, I really think it probably was just coincidental, whatever that was. Well, you know what it could be, too, I was just thinking about is, you know, he worked in drywall, and typically people who do drywall are there working with other people doing drywall or other uh-huh. people who are coming in to get things done. A co-worker. In that kind of an area, they probably know each other and, you know, hey, man, you know, Andy's been hanging around your area you know, again, you know that? No. Hey, Candace, but why would she lie about that unless it was to protect him? But yeah. Well, that's what I'm know. saying. If it was her drug dealer, yeah, then that's why she would lie about it. Or if it was yeah, somebody that she knew for a nefarious reason, that's yeah. why she would lie about it. Or if it was her ex-husband, that's why she would lie about it. Do you think it could have been her ex-husband? I never thought about that. Well, I mean, his name was Andrew. It's true. I know, but I never thought about that. That's crazy. I mean, I haven't looked far enough into it to find out where he is or what he does. Or, But that was the first thing I thought of when he said Andy. I was like, um, she has an ex-husband and a kid named Andy. Yeah, that's true. That could easily be something along, you know, up that alley and why he's mm-hmm. like, a, hey, you know, your creepy ex-husband's back. Yes, exactly. Or it could have been something totally unrelated. I don't know. I also think a lot is lost in translation. Just watching interviews with the 15-year-old and the parents and everything, a lot of what they say, people take at face value, and I don't think it's what they mean to say. You think that they're just not able to articulate themselves well enough? Yes, kind of. And I don't mean that mean. I just feel like sometimes they say stuff and you and I listen to it and go, why the fuck would you say that? But they're not meaning it the way that we heard it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can understand what you, what you mean by that. I don't think they can communicate what they're trying to say well. And it comes across horribly. Like the, the thing with Don Wells' sister where he's like, no, 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 no. I didn't rape my sister. That was consensual. (laughs) It's like, right. Like, like, no, that's rape, bro. (laughs) You She's your sister, and she you was five. You don't get, yeah. You you're you're missing what what the point here is, my friend. Uh, <laughs> like you're not saying the right things. They they try to like justify something that they've done wrong by explaining it, and the way they explain it, then people hear that and they go, "What? That's worse." <laughs> Huh? Yeah, no, of course. Like, I would rather go back to when I thought you were just raping your sister. Now I think you think it's okay to have sex with your sister. That's even yeah, worse. There's a like, whole lot other load of questions going on here, man. Like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I feel like a lot in this case gets lost to dialect. And I, I don't mean that like, oh, they're Southern. You don't understand what they're saying. It has nothing to do with being Southern. No, it, it really doesn't. has to do with like that commercial when you were younger, like this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. And then they smash the egg totally. with the frying pan. Totally. Like it's more like that. <laughs> it's, it's like you can talk to somebody with a Southern accent and totally understand what they're saying. And we can all speak English and communicate like, but these people don't talk like that. <laughs> it's not the same thing. No, not even close. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, they're just uneducated. Like they just stopped going to school, at, you know, in fifth grade and just deteriorated from there. They have nothing to offer. They're not just uneducated. Then they fried their brain on top of it. 
So it's like they didn't learn the words to say, and then they scrambled them. Yeah, like, exactly. In their brain. So then it's like when they're talking, it's like, what are you saying? You're talking in circles and you're saying, diff- like you said, they're sitting right next to each other, s- telling a story about the same thing to the same camera. And they're saying two different stories right next to each other. And they're not even like, oh, is that what happened? Like you said, it's like they don't even know the other one's there. I agree. It's I weird. I completely agree. And that's what I was talking talking about like when they're just like it's like they're doing a side by side you know like she said this he said this but they're they're standing in the same space yeah it's like they're doing a split screen but they're yeah. they're holding hands so i'm like how is this happening this whole story is really really sad and the fact that a little five-year-old girl just vanished kind of gets lost in all the ridiculous ridiculous shit that's gone on yeah exactly and you know it's unfortunate that the parents are so ridiculous that the five-year-old girl gets kind of pushed to the side but that is exactly why people are so enamored with this case because the parents are doing a good job of keeping things under wraps if they have done anything well and they're doing a good job of keeping people's interest because at least once a week they say something stupid and put their foot in their mouth yeah so i don't know it's really sad i hope her parents didn't do anything to her but then at the same time i hope she's not with a stranger either so i know it's really hard though when you when you have to think that the people who are supposed to take care of somebody don't do that like your job as a parent is to take care of and protect your child and when especially they're the possible reason that that heinous thing happened it it makes it all that more hard to to hear and to cover because kids are so trusting of their parents they're all they got and well and then it makes it more infuriating and i know for you too your mom's a social worker for so long like she worked really hard to try to combat this kind of stuff but then when you hear about the background of these families and you're like why did these people even have children like why were they allowed to have kids like exactly as soon as they had these babies they should have been taken from them just based on their history not anything they've done to them you know exactly i mean that's when you start thinking like you need to start taking tests or you know something to yeah yeah. (laughs) to have kids because not everybody should be able to have them yeah anyways this is a very sad and infuriating case and I'm sorry that I got really upset with these people and it, it it upsets me because it's like I can't even think of other theories because I hate these people so much. I'm like, they had to have done something like they're monsters. It definitely leaned very hard in their direction that something happened by their hand. And, and that's kind of the, the saddest thing of it all. But if they didn't and you happen to have any information on the disappearance of Summer Wells, please call 1-800-TBI-FIND. Uh, to report anything that you may have seen or may know. That's 1-800-824-3463. And right now there is a a reward for $58,000. So if you know something and you need some financial compensation to, for some reason to to come forward for a missing five-year-old, well, it's there for you, but you're, (laughs) you're, you're gross. So I love how you said that so condescendingly. Yeah. Like, why would you need a reward for like, how would you need a reward for that? Like, I'm not going to come forward and tell you where this missing five year old is unless you give me money. Like, you don't deserve money at that point. No, I agree. But we will post pictures of Summer on our Instagram at From Crime to Crime. And hopefully someday we'll find out what happened to Summer. I think we will. I think we will, too. I think it's just a matter of time. Luckily, those three boys have been removed and they're out of the harm's way of this family. Yeah, no kidding. So, you know, 
if you have a different theory than what we've covered today, please let us know. Go to our Instagram and let us know what you think happened. And we would love to, to hear. Especially you to if say. you disagree with us. Oh, please. Yeah. We would, especially if you disagree with Erica. Like if you disagree with me, you're probably right. But if you disagree with Erica, you're down for a, <laughs> for a showdown. And I'm all there for that. So that's at from crime to crime on uh, Instagram. No, I just want somebody to argue like the abduction theory well. Like, I want to know a reason this could have happened. Like, because none of them really make sense to me. None that I've read, at least, really makes sense to me. So I want to, like, debate with somebody who believes the abduction theory and why. Well, if you're looking for an argument, go to our Instagram at From Crime to Crime, because <laughs> you'll be met with one there. <laughs> All right. Well, also, please don't forget to rate our our podcast. Give us five star reviews. Let your friends know we're trying to build this thing. We're doing pretty good so far, but we'd really like the extra help. So the rate and reviews help us help other people find our, our podcast and help us grow. So please do that. We'd be very appreciative. Plus, we know how many of you listen to this and how many of you have rated and reviewed. And it is the numbers are off. So, yeah. The numbers are way the numbers make about as much sense as the abduction theory in this case. Yeah. So if you have not rated or listened, rated or reviewed, we're listening. We're talking to you. I'm out. I'm losing it quickly. (laughs) Listen, if you listen, I'm just falling off the wagon. All right. Well, the wheels are coming off for Grant, so we better get going. We've been (laughs) talking about this for quite a while. Yeah. No kidding. We have to go see our spouses now. Hey, I have a spouse now I have to go see. That's great. Yeah. Things you're looking at. All right. All right. Well, I love you. We'll we'll, uh, talk soon. Okay. Love you. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you.